Hey, I'm Devin here at Pathway Church, and I want to invite you to come join us this Sunday at 10 a.m. The supernatural is something that people are interested in as a general whole. If you look at TV shows and movies, the supernatural is on your mind. It's out there. It's everywhere. Uh, there's a little book called Harry Potter. Anybody ever heard of it? It's all about the supernatural taking place in everyday life. There is a curiosity when it comes to the supernatural. And I will even go as far as saying that whenever you look across many churches today, that many churches have created formulas and patterns of man made atmospheres to imitate the supernatural presence of God. There is a desire for the supernatural, but there's a lack of understanding on how to have access to it. People go to church and think that because the worship band is singing, the room is full, the lights are dim, that they're experiencing God. And the truth is they are experiencing a man-made atmosphere, not the supernatural presence of God. When the supernatural is present, there is an undeniable act of God taking place that a man cannot create. We're going to look today at a particular popular Bible story that you all have heard, you know it. But at the end there, there is a man-made experience and there's a God-made experience. And I want to show you what happens when the two different things come into alignment. Let's look at your outline in Exodus chapter 4. In reading, Moses answered, What if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, The Lord did not appear to you? Verse 2, Then the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? Underline that phrase. What is that in your hand? Moses said, a staff. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake. And then, this is funny, you can underline this, he ran from it. <laughs> How many of you are going to run from a snake? Yeah, me? Yeah, I'm running. I'm far gone. I'm not even in a building. So, to underline that, he ran from it. Verse 4. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake and it turned back into a staff in his hand. In this story about Moses, there are three things that I want to emphasize that we're going to look at this morning. The Bible says that after 40 years of being in the desert, God told Moses uh, through a burning bush, in my words, I'm going to use you. After 450 years of bondage, God told Moses, you are the man that I am going to use to deliver the Israelites from bondage. He was going to go to the Pharaoh and say, I want you to let my people, let the Israelites go from bondage. Moses did what, what we would all do whenever he heard such a task that was asked of us. He said, Lord, why in the world is Pharaoh going to listen to me? Then God asked Moses a question. It's what you underlined. What is that in your hand? Moses responded back with, it's nothing more than just a stick. God said, great, I'll use that stick. I will use what you already have. You see, to you, to myself, and even to Moses, in the natural, all he had was a stick. But in God's hands, the natural became supernatural. Moses threw the stick on the ground and that stick turned into a serpent. Then the Bible says Moses ran from the snake. That's a very important part that I want you to understand because I would be in the same boat. I would be running from the snake. How many of you, be honest, 
If Maddox was here, he couldn't count. I don't know about you. But we were at a job, and Maddox picked up a snake, and I about ran out the room. Uh, but how many of you like snakes? You're like, ooh, snakes are great. You pick them up, touch them, rub them, love on them. You think snakes are, have a personality and need to be cuddled. How many of you think a snake and a shovel go hand in hand? Yeah, okay, all right. I'm just making sure we're on the same page here. Moses was on the, the same page as you were, um, but I want to take this into a little deeper meaning. Uh, You've got to follow me close on this. You ready for this one? Moses wasn't running from a snake. Moses was running from his calling. He let the fear of what was before him cause him to run away from what God was calling him to do. Let me break this down just a little bit. We did a three-week series teaching on the importance of sharing your story with people. Your calling is to share your story with people. That is what you are called to earth to do. But you allow the fear of what is in front of you to stop you from reaching your calling. You make up excuses and you run the other way. You see the snake and you take off running. You camouflage your calling because you fear what the calling will look like in your life. You camouflage your true, genuine passion for God for fear of what someone might think of you. You camouflage your desire to be used by God for fear that people won't take you seriously. Then God spoke to Moses and told him to pick up that snake by the tail. Do any of you remember uh, Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter? He was that guy on TV that was stupidly passionate about things you should not be passionate about. And he would see an animal, and it would be like the most poisonous animal in Africa. And he's like, oh, look at the beauty of this magnificent creature. I'm like, where's a shovel at and a shotgun? I'm going to show you what a beautiful creature is going to look like. And, and Steve Irwin, he would go and just get himself in all sorts of situations, and he just loved it. And I remember one day watching this show, and he was going after a snake, and he used this stick to wrestle the snake out of the, the bushes, and he made the comment, never grab a snake by the tail because if you grab it by the tail it can turn around and bite you he said you got to get confident and get in there and grab that thing by the back of the head so that way you have control of the snake what did God tell Moses to do well that's not where you're supposed to pick it up so sometimes there's things in your life that God's called you to do that doesn't seem to make sense I don't think God was setting Moses up for failure. I think he was setting him up for what was about to take place. And God had to let Moses register that if you do what I say, I got your back. I got you covered. I'm not going to let you get bit on this one. So there's three things I want to emphasize this morning. Let's look in your outline. The answers will be on the screens behind us. What God was teaching Moses, if you want to see the supernatural operate in your life, number one, you have to overcome your fear. One of the greatest tactics of Satan in your life 
when it comes to the supernatural operating your life is fear. The stick that Moses had been using for quite some time, tending to the sheep, wandering around in the wilderness, the stick that he had held so tightly in his hands at times, Moses had no idea that that plain, ordinary stick, when God got involved, that stick would turn into something supernatural. The Bible says that Moses... I, must, no, I don't want to go down that road yet. When God told Moses to reach down and pick up his stick that had turned to a snake, Moses had the option right there. Am I going to trust God? Am I going to be obedient to what God's called me to do? Moses had to face his fear. Because just a few moments ago, he saw a snake and ran. Now he's got to pick that thing up. And whenever he stopped fear from entering his life, all of a sudden, the snake became a stick. All of a sudden, everything became normal again. When Moses was standing on the Red Sea, God told him to hold his stick up and the sea would part and they would cross dry, dry ground. When Moses was in the desert with the people of Israel and they were thirsty, God said, put the stick in the bitter water and the bitter water will become drinkable. I don't think you guys are getting this. There's a stick in your life that God has already given to you, but you have not allowed God to use it in you because you fear what that stick can bring in your life. The stick in your life will transform the natural to supernatural. Your stick may be you have a great singing voice and you think you're supposed to be singing at the bars. And God gave you the talent for to, build, to, to build the local church. Your, your stick may be that you are very crafty with words. Your stick may be that you love one-on-one -on -one discipleship. Maybe, maybe your, your stick is you just love to pray for people. Maybe your stick is the gift of helps. Maybe your stick is to speak eloquently and boldly. Maybe your stick is you make a lot of money. Maybe, maybe your stick is you're creative and you're, and you're really good at designing stuff. Your stick in your hands is only a stick. But in the hands of God, your stick becomes supernatural. You think to do the supernatural, you have to be someone special. No, God is looking for the sticks that you already have in your life. To get past the fear and to trust God that the stick will turn to supernatural when you give it to God. Moses had a simple shepherd's stick. But in the hand of someone who was willing to face their fear, that stick became supernatural. The second thing I want us to learn about Moses. If you want to see the supernatural operate in your life, number two, you have to give God your stick. Let me explain this. It was not until Moses took what he had, threw it on the ground, then it became supernatural. God is saying, when you get your hands off of what I have given you, what I want to do in your life is supernatural. You have to be obedient to my leading. Moses, if he had not gone through the desert, he would have never picked up the stick. 
He had to go through the desert to get the stick. I want you to follow me on this. When you go through a season in your life that you call a desert, a wilderness, a, a, a dry ground, or maybe you call it hell, and you quit and you give up, you forfeit what God is trying to do in your life. You forfeit the supernatural from taking place. The seasons of your life that we go through are meant to equip you for what is to come. If Moses had not gone through the desert, he would have never picked up the stick that God used him with. There are seasons in your life when you go through something. In those seasons, you have to stay close to God. You've got to pursue God. There is something that God is trying to teach you. There is a tool that God is trying to equip you with. In the natural, it seems like you just picked up a stick. But in the supernatural... You picked up a stick that carries power, that carries authority, that carries the presence of God. Don't let a negative season of your life stop you from a supernatural experience taking place. Don't let the words of someone else stop you from you allowing yourself to operate and have a supernatural experience. Don't let a doctor's report, don't let a kid's attitude, don't let anything stop you from your supernatural experience. Your experience that you grow through is there for you to find a stick and pick it up. When you find your stick, you learn to give that stick to God. You open the door for the supernatural to take place and part one happens. Look at your notes in green ink. God will use your desert experience to shape the supernatural in your life. Have any of you ever been hiking? You like to go hiking? Yeah, go hiking. Maybe you went and hiked up a mountain? Yeah, anybody? Um, we used to go out to our family cabin in Red River, New Mexico, every couple of years, and, and the cabin was not very far from the base of a mountain. And we would go and walk the mountain and hike up the mountain. And my grandfather made a stick, a walking stick. And he would give us that stick when we would go to walk up the mountain. Let me ask you a question. When would you get the stick? And I just gave you the answer. I'm trying to help you out here. Do, do you get the stick at the top of the mountain or you get the stick at the bottom of the mountain? Why don't you get it when you're on the mountaintop? You get your stick at the bottom, and the more you use your stick, the more you develop your skills with that stick. <laughs> We're about to have some fun. Okay, the mountaintop is not where you get your stick. The stick you are given is given at the bottom because as you walk up the mountain, you learn to operate with that stick. You learn how that stick can function and help you better walk up the mountain. Let me rephrase it this way. I wrote it in your notes because this is so good. The supernatural is developed in your life when you pick up the stick and you become skillful with it. Ooh. I 
kind of want to run down that path, but I'm not going to. Um, what God showed Moses what his stick was capable of. Why did God show Moses what his stick was capable of before the stick was actually going to be used later on to let his people go out of Egypt? He was helping Moses become skillful in the supernatural. You've got to become skillful. I, I, I've heard many, many times, I, I want God to do this great and mighty thing in my life, and, and I want God to do that for you as well. But you never became skillful in the calling that God called you in, so why should God take you to here? You never developed the skills necessary in private to have the public performance. Moses had to learn in private what the stick would do. Because whenever he learned in private the supernatural power of God, when it came time to be in public, he already experienced what needed to be done. All right, you're not getting mad. Okay. Number three. What God was teaching Moses, if you want to see the supernatural in your life, write down number three, you have to let God remain in control. We're going to camp out here and flesh this out because this is going to be the most powerful thing you've heard all week. We have Moses now who goes and stands before Pharaoh. And Pharaoh says, how do I know that God sent you? Basically, Pharaoh's saying, prove it, because he's about to go to him and say, I want you to let go the people of Israel that are in Egypt. And you have to remember that this was Egyptians, this was their economy at stake. This was their livelihood. This was everything the Israelites were in bondage of. Why would you let those people go? Moses used what he learned in the wilderness to show that he was skillful in the supernatural. <laughs> what you learned in the desert is what God can use to produce the supernatural in your life to help others. The supernatural is not meant to help you, it's meant to help others. We want the power of God in our lives to say, look at me, but we take control of God operating to make it supernatural. Let me explain that. Moses throws his stick to the ground, and his stick turned into a snake. And, and think if you're Moses. You're, you're, right about now, you're flying high. You're like, hey, look at me. <laughs> my stick turned to a snake in front of Pharaoh. <laughs> my God's supernatural. My God's all-powerful. That's pretty impressive. Remember at the beginning of the message, I said that there is a man-made experience and a God-made experience. Here's where we're going to get to that. Pharaoh calls for his magicians. The magicians come in with smoke, with fire. And a, a magician, you know this, is someone who uses trickery, a sleight of hands. Magicians, it's not real. It's fake. They cannot perform the supernatural, but they try to trick you to think that they can. So the magicians throw their sticks down on the ground, and their sticks turn to snakes as well. Well, now Moses' feet is a little less impressive because they're magicians could produce the same thing that Moses as God could produce. And I was reading an article about this and it suggested that 
The reason why the magicians brought in smoke and fire was actually because there was a clear tube casing. They had stuck a snake or snakes in that clear tube casing and the smoke you couldn't see. So in the middle of the smoke, they threw down their tubes and when they threw it down, their snakes came out. You think they had the magicianship to turn a stick into a snake. Absolutely not. They were magicians. They mastered trickery. Which is why they had to have the smoke. Are you guys catching that? They, couldn't, they could not get a stick to turn to a snake. They had to trick them into what was taking place. That's why it happened after Moses turned his stick to a snake. They had to mimic the same thing. Or trick you into something different. But then Moses tells Pharaoh, watch this. And then Moses' snake swallowed up the other snakes. Moses' snake consumed the magician's snakes. Don't you know, let's be honest, Moses was living large at this moment. <laughs> Look at me. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. Thank, uh-huh, yeah. He is loving this moment. A man-made experience is nothing but smoke and mirrors. A God-made experience, catch me, will consume you. When the magicians threw their snakes on the ground... The God experience consumed them. All they could do was use trickery. So, what we have to do, if we want to see the supernatural operate in our lives, is to allow God to consume us. Because that's what the supernatural does. It consumes you. And God said, take the snake by the tail and it will turn back to a stick. What God was showing Moses and teaching us today, this is so powerful. When God gets involved, the supernatural can take place. Get the, but the supernatural went back to a normal stick when it got in the hands of Moses. Think about this. You can't do it on your own. In order for the supernatural to take place in your life, you have to give it back to God. And if you try to take it back, the supernatural turns back into a stick. I don't think you're getting that. Is that clicking? In your hand, it's normal. In God's hand, it becomes supernatural. And as long as you keep it in your hand, it will never become supernatural. And the moment you take it back from God, it stops being supernatural and goes back to just normal. Once he released the stick, the supernatural happened. The moment he picked up the stick, the supernatural was gone. Only God can perform the supernatural. But He will use what you give Him. You have a talent. You have a gift. And in your hands, they're ordinary. 
But if you learn to give that stick, give that talent, give that ability to God, what is normal becomes for the supernatural to take place in your life. I want to ask you a question. Are you willing to throw down your stick to let God have it? I got a stick. You couldn't think I would do this without having a stick, right? I got a stick. You say, Pastor, I want to be used by God. I want the supernatural to take place in my life. I want to see the power of God demonstrated, but where do I start? How do I throw down my stick? How do we turn our stick into the supernatural? In your outline, let's look at this. Number one, humility. 1 Peter 5 says, Humble yourself, therefore under God's mighty hand that He might lift you up in due time. If pride is a part of your life, if every time you get into a conversation it's all about you, how can God trust you that you won't take the glory for what rightfully belongs to Him? Number two, it takes faith. Write that down. Second Corinthians says if we live by faith and not by sight. If Moses would have kept the stick in his hand, he would have never seen the hand of God take place. He had to be willing to throw down the stick in obedience to do what God told him to do. If you want to see the supernatural in your life, you've got to throw down your stick. You can't keep holding on to it. Number three, action. James 1 says, Do not merely listen to the Word and so deceive yourselves. What's those last four words? Do what it says. You have to become skillful in your craft. God gave Moses the opportunity in private to learn so that the supernatural could take place in his life. If your private life doesn't exemplify the supernatural, don't think your public life will. Moses couldn't stay on top of the mountain and see the supernatural. Moses had to get off the mountain and go to the court of Pharaoh. I think a lot of Christians would rather spend their time in the prayer closet on, in the mountain instead of getting off the mountain and going where God's called you to go. How many of you want to see the supernatural in your life? I think we all do at some point. So let me be your pastor and friend for a second. 
go do it. I was listening to, you guys have ever heard of the evangelist Reinhard Monkey? That guy has spoken face to face to more people than anyone in human history. I was listening to a sermon and he said a pastor came to him and said, Reinhardt, how come when I come to your crusades, I see crazy miracles? He said, I, I, I actually saw a dead person come to life. I saw blind eyes open. I saw limbs grow out. He said, how come I see it here but not in my church? And Reinhard Bonnke he looks at him and says, how many dead people have you prayed for? <laughs> he said, well, none. He said, that's why you haven't seen it. He said, well, how come when I pray for 50 people, nothing happens? What do you, what do you say for the 51st person? He said, you walk in with faith that the first 50 got healed. It's not your job to be what God. Your, your job is to do it. If you want to operate in a supernatural, your job is to trust God. You can't do it on your own. You can't turn a stick into a snake. Only God can. And when you try to take it out of God's hands, nothing will happen. The great philosopher John Wayne one time said, Courage is being scared. To death, but saddling up anyway. <laughs> it's time you saddle up. This church was not called to be like any other church. This church was called to operate in the supernatural. This church was called to be set apart. This church was called to lay hands on the sick and they recover. This church was called to be a place where hope is. This church is called to be a place where the presence of God dwells. This church is to be a place when people pull in the parking lot. Miracles, healings, things take place beyond your understanding because God is a God of signs and wonders. He's the same yesterday, today, and it stopped when it, when it came to today. Oh, heck no. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. God is a God of supernatural power, and it's time we as a church start operating in what He's called us to operate in. But it won't happen until you start doing it. Devin said a few weeks ago, she said, I can't invite people to come to church. It's hard. And then about two weeks later, she told me, or she called Adrienne and said, I invited a guy and it wasn't as hard as I thought it was. Fear. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever driven by somebody or walked by someone and you had compassion for that person? What did you do? Did you go to that person? Fear stopped you. I'm telling you, if we're going to see the supernatural take place in this church, we're going to have to start stepping out. And you know what that means. I'm just going to be very transparent, and Dad's going to talk about this more next week and as the, 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 our series month continues. Um, but if you're going to see the supernatural take place, 
your experience is irrelevant to what the Bible says. Did you follow that? What the Bible says is what matters. Your experience is irrelevant. Is that a little bit better at understanding it that way? The Bible says that you are healed. So guess what that means? The Bible says that you are to walk in abundance. So what does that mean? Yeah. Your experience doesn't justify what the Word of God is. The Word of God justifies everything else. And so we as a church, I kind of wish this was like a flag. We stake our ground today and say in this place the supernatural will take place. But I want you to come along this journey with us. So that means we're going to start stepping out. We're going to start doing the impossible. But what did I say a while ago? Moses, the stick wouldn't, or the, when Moses was in private, God showed him what his stick was capable of. I'm needing you guys to get private with the Lord, to find out what your stick is, so we can start giving our sticks to the Lord and turning the natural to supernatural. Every one of you have a stick, every one of your sticks are different. You can't burn a fire with one stick. To burn a fire, you've got to pull all the sticks together and the flame will burn. I can't just say, oh, we just need this one stick remains and does everything. The fire will, will only last a few moments. But if Amanda throws in her stick and Philip throws in his stick and Keaton throws in his stick and Sharon throws in her stick, if Dad throws in his stick, if Travis throws in his stick, now we've got enough wood to create a fire. And when the fire lights, it consumes because the supernatural takes place. <laughs> your declaration I put in the bottom of your notes is God use me. This week, I want you to take that phrase and say it every day. God, use me. What's my stick? God, use me. Whenever you think you're in the wilderness, you're in the desert, guess what? That's the place where Moses grabbed his stick. Don't think you're there on accident. You're there because God wants to show you to pick up your stick. Because the stick in your hands is just a stick. But I thought about bringing a snake in here, but I couldn't do that. And then I thought, well, maybe, you know, maybe somebody else could bring a snake in. And I said, I still can't do that. I can't be in a building. So we're just going to pretend. Your snake, when you throw your stick on the ground and you give it to God, the supernatural takes place. I'm saying this a hundred times today because I want you to understand. The supernatural happens whenever you take what you have and give it to God and don't take it back. The moment Moses picked up the stick or the snake, it went back to being normal because no longer was God in control of the stick. So today, I'm going to ask that you close your eyes and bow your heads, no one looking around. I want you to have a moment before the Lord to say, God, I've got to find my stake. Stick. 
I've got to find my stick. God, what is my stick? What's that thing in my life that you have called me to operate in the supernatural in? Because this week, God, use me. Take just a moment. in our life or for your glory. Father God, I pray that this week we discover our sticks. And Lord, that our sticks become supernatural when we give them to you. So Lord, I pray for opportunities for our sticks to be thrown on the ground. Lord, I pray that you speak to us I pray that you give us wisdom. I pray that you give us understanding. I pray that you give us courage. Because our sticks, Lord, are for your glory. All that we do in the supernatural, all that we do in the natural is to bring glory to you. And so, Lord, I pray that our sticks can do just that, to bring honor to you. Show us what those sticks are so we can bring honor to your name. This is all about you, Jesus. Use our sticks. And God, use me. Thank you for tuning in today. For more content like this, visit our website, www.pathwaychurchok.com to see the variety of ways you can download this content and so much more. It's our pleasure that you would tune in, and we believe that if you take the content you just heard, write down the parts that spoke to you, and work on a plan to apply it, you will not be the same person a year from now. We hope today you can take this content, apply it, share it, let it change you, and you can become all God has called you to become. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll be together again soon. Until then, keep growing.